Well, welcome to the latest ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. So, this week, one of the topics that's been getting a lot of attention, has been for months really, it's not new, is what's going on with housing. And obviously that's something of great interest to the average ASA member. So, what is going on with housing? You get a lot of dire reports as far as what's going to happen as interest rates go up and mortgage rates go up. And given the fact that housing has already become very expensive, does this really herald the beginning of a housing decline? I don't think so. Most of the data is supporting continued growth with housing. And we've talked about this off and on before. For the beginning of this, we still have a 5 million home shortage in the U.S. So even if there was no more additional demand, and of course there will be, we are short 5 million homes. We build about 1.5 to 1.7 million a year. So it would seem that we have at least a runway of about five years of demand, and that is not accounting for the new demand. There's lots of permutations as far as housing is concerned that are a little different. The millennial has kind of been the focus of a lot of attention for the last several years because they were slow to get into the housing market. They were not interested in starting families as quickly as boomers or even Gen Xers were, but they're now catching up. I mean, the older millennials, those that are in their 30s, are having families, are looking for single-family homes. You had a bit of a drive going on right when the COVID crisis hit because people were looking for ways to exit the congested cities and get out into more exurban areas, even to the rural areas. That has slowed down some, and now you're actually seeing people that are moving back to the cities because they have to start showing up at work again. Um, they were expecting to be remote forever, but that's not apparently going to be the case. The multifamily sector is still growing faster than single family, but overall, housing is up 18% year over year. Housing permits are up. Um, most of the construction operations are expecting demand to stay pretty steady through the year, but the mortgage rates haven't started coming up that high yet. So as the interest rates start to really rise, you may see an impact. There's there's a lot of debate as to whether or not people are getting into housing now because they anticipate that it's going to be more expensive later and therefore now is a good time to act or whether this really is just consistent demand that's related to people having families, getting a little bit older. One of the areas that has changed a lot as far as housing is concerned is what draws people to a particular community. Back in the days of the boomer, back when I was a young man, Stone Age, um, when you got a job, you moved to wherever the job was. So if somebody hired you that has a company in Duluth or Birmingham, Alabama or Reno, Nevada, well, you moved there. I mean, that was as simple as that. Today, because people are able to work remotely, you have a percentage of people who are getting a job with a company that may be in Duluth or Birmingham or Reno or whatever, but they don't have to live there. They can live wherever they want. And as a result, you're getting people moving 
the two communities like Austin and Nashville and some of the other hot, fast-growing areas because they just simply want to live there. It doesn't matter that they don't have a job there. The job is done remotely anyway, so they can do whatever they want. That has altered some of the expectations around housing bubbles and housing booms. Normally, you'd be looking at a place like Austin or Nashville saying, you're on bubble territory. I mean, you just can't take on that many more people. You don't have that many jobs. Talking to the Austin city manager at one point, he said, look, we don't have to have jobs. People are coming with jobs. They don't have to work here. They don't work here. And all they want to do is live here. And because of the nature of some of these jobs, they're instantly working the moment they show up. So that's changing a lot of patterns. Down the road, the biggest concern probably on the housing sector and commercial too, for that matter, is simply the supply chain issues that you're running into much more expensive wood and steel and components and you name it, it's become more expensive. And that's adding pretty considerably to the price of a new home, even to an existing home that needs work. So the bottom line is that the housing market is still pretty live. You're still going to see a lot of expansion, probably well into 2023. There's a growing percentage of the millennials um, coming into the market that's not going to ebb. It's only going to get greater because more and more of them entering into that kind of child-rearing period of their lives. The big concern from the housing market's perspective is what to do with existing homes as boomers move out of these, going into things like senior living and the like. They're not leaving these homes to their children. Children are not interested in them. They just end up on the market. And frequently they're in neighborhoods that are not in the ascendant. They're not necessarily declining, but they're sort of the inner ring suburbs. There isn't as much demand for them. So the existing home market has some elements of stress showing up. Not as important to the ASA member. It's the new market that matters more there. But that's some trends to be aware of. Watch closely if there is a big jump in mortgage rates. So far, they've been coming up fairly incrementally. Um, but if the Fed really does push rates up to 3%, 3.5%, there will be a corresponding response in the mortgage rates. So that's it for this week. Next week, we'll hit yet another topic. Thanks. <laughs>